Okay, we are the very bottom of the Gimel Amad Aleph. The Gemara says, Amar Rabbi El Azar, my defeated. The Pasuk says, turn the page. Lo Yigrambi Sadiq Ainav. That's a, uh, one second here. It says here, he withdraws not his eyes from the righteous. Meaning Hashem pays attention to the righteous. For the merit of the uh, modesty uh, that Rachel had, she merited to have Shaul come from her, right? Because she had been Yamin, and then eventually Shaul was Yamin. So he married Esther. So it feels like the, the tradition of Sniut goes from Rachel to Shaul down to Esther. So what was the Sniut of Rachel? So here's a famous uh, Gemara. So Yaakov told Rachel that he was her father's brother. Well, that's not true. Was he really her father's brother? Like, meaning he's her uncle? No. But hello, Ben He is her father's sister's son. He's her cousin, not her uncle. Ella, rather, what does it mean? What does it Ella Amarla. He says her as follows: Minsevali, marry me. Amarle in. She said yes. Very romantic. Miu, however, she says, Abba Ramahu. My father is a Ramai. He's a trickster. Below Yachaltla, you will not be able to overcome him. Amarla, he says back to her, Achiv Ana Baramaut. I am his brother, here's the brother part, in trickery, meaning I also am experienced in the world of tricking people, as you know from the story of stealing the Bechora, the Bracha, excuse me. So uh, don't worry about it. The question we always ask, is it permissible for a tzaddik to be uh, involved in trickery? Amarlai says back to her, in, yes, it is permissible. Why? Because it says, with, a, with the pure, you should show yourself pure, but with the perverse, you should show yourself subtle. Meaning you, you got trick the tricksters. It's true. On the one hand, you should be honest or whatever and tell the truth. But if you're dealing with crooked people, you can deal with them in a crooked way. What? Is that really a Torah value? I don't know. Value, but it's sort of like, uh, you know, you don't have to be so innocent that you uh, get taken by all these uh, tricksters. So, yeah. So, Amar, let me, obviously, complicated thing, but okay. Amar, he said back to her, my Rimbiyuta. He said, well, okay, but what's the trickery that you anticipate here? Amar, she said back to him, Italy, Achta, de Kashisha, Minai. I have a sister who's older than I am. Below means, the word Kashisha means older. In, uh, in modern Hebrew, a Kashisha is an elderly person. Okay, so some of this word is just simply relatively older, some of this is actually elderly. He will not marry me off in, before her. So, so here's the Gemara. He gave her these simanim, Rashi quotes this, right? He gave her signs that it would be actually her. When the actual night came, Amr, she said, I don't know why she took it until that night to realize, but she said, now my sister will be embarrassed, right? What's going to happen? My sister will be put in front of Yaakov. He'll say, what's the signs? She won't get the signs. He'll freak out, and uh, she'll be very uh, embarrassed. So, so she gave her the signs. And that's what it explains the puzzle when it says, Right, and in the morning, and behold, she was Leah. What, until now she wasn't Leah? What, she changed into someone magical new? That's ridiculous. Because he didn't realize until now. Okay, but the point is, therefore, because of this incredible act of, again, Sniut here, it's interesting, the reason we're Sniut, we usually think of Sniut is like a physical modesty. Here is not a physical modesty. So being able to put yourself second 
and defer to somebody else in order to save uh, to save them from embarrassment or to save you know the reputation whatever it might be. The figach zachta biyasami mana shaul. So therefore, she merited to have shaul. Okay, yafe. Now, what was the element of Tzni'ut of Shaul? Tichtiv, it says as follows in Shmuel Aleph, that Dvar HaMlucha Lo Higidlo, Asher Mar Shmuel, that Shaul did not share the matter that Sha- that Shmuel had told him that he would become the king, right? It's kind of a wild, a wild idea, right? Imagine like this, uh, you know, you have a certain, you know, certain things happen to you during the day. We share all these things that happen to us. Good things happen, we share them with people. But, you know, Shaul here, he's going to be the king, and he's like, ah, he doesn't share. So, Zalchav Yasem and Esther, and so therefore he uh, married it to have uh, Esther come uh, from her. Uh, yeah, but the Amar Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Lazar says, Rabbi Lazar, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was he was the beginning of our little sugya. So he also says, Shakalash Baruchu Poseik Dula La Adam Poseik Le Banav Le Bnei Banav, as Sof Kolod wrote. A similar idea, right? When Hashem uh, like meets out greatness to a person, He meets it out to His children and grandchildren, etc., for all generations. Shnei just says, Vayoshivim La Netzach Vayigbahu that He settled them down for eternity and He raised them up. I mean, there's an elastic effect on those things. Some of that can be obviously um, natural, right? Once one person in a family sort of reaches a certain position of prominence, that naturally carries down to the children and the rest of the family. It affects everybody, right, in a certain sense. But it also can be viewed uh, as sort of like more divine uh, intervention. Okay. Uh, on, the fil- on, on the flip side, being higis da'ato, if a person, higis da'ato means like if he becomes like haughty, Hakadosh Baruch Hu below, God will lower him. Shnamar bi'im asterim vizikim. If you're uh, tied up with uh, like chains or something like that. Okay. Now, continuing with the analysis of the Megillah, says Amar Mordechai Esther Osa, and the matter of Mordechai Esther would do. So here, it's not totally clear to me how you have the next drasha, but you'll see what it says. Amar Abiyomi, Abiyomi says Shahitam Mar Adam Nidelachachamim. It says that uh, she would follow his instruction. I guess I do. She would show the Dam Nida to the Chachamim, meaning she wanted to make sure to observe the laws of uh, Nida of family purity. Right? Again, along with the idea that we said that she's married to Mordechai. It says Kasher as she was in uh, Omna, like he was taking care of her, right? He was, he, he was taking care of her, so in that situation. Amaraba Barlema, Rabba Barlema said, Omedet Mordechai. Very strange idea that she would get up from the, let's say, the arms or the bosom of Achashverosh, and she was in his bed, let's say, and then she would, I'm not sure exactly how it worked out, and then she'd go to Mikvah and go back to Mordechai's house and be with him. I'm not sure exactly why. I thought she stayed in the palace. I didn't realize she went back and forth. It's an interesting idea. Okay. Um... It says as follows. It says those days Mordechai was sitting in the, in the gate of the king, and the Bigdan and Teresh, those two, uh, you know, uh, uh, guards, they got angry at the king. Right? And then he saved, you know, he saves the king, and the whole thing, you know, continues. So right, okay, so they're saying that Hashem orchestrated the whole thing. Hashem made the uh, made the, uh, the the servants angry at the master in order to do the will of the tzaddik. Umanu Yosef. Who is that? It's Yosef. Shnei just says, V'sham itanu nar ivri, v'gomer, avadim al adonahem, meaning that the idea is that Hashem orchestrated the idea that for, in order for Yosef to be able to rise to power, so he needed to have the thing with the dream interpretation. So for that to happen, he had to have the Sar HaOfim and Sar Mashkim, you know, sin or, or, or you know, do something bad uh, to Paro that they deserve being put in the jail. And once they're put in the jail, so they can have all these events. So saying Hashem, again, made all these things happen 
um, in order to make sure that Yosef be able to do it. So again, the key is that they got angry at their at their king so that Yosef could have greatness. Lasot neis la tzadik. What does it mean to do a miracle for the righteous person? Umanu mordechai. That's mordechai. Dichti vayibadahadovar la mordechai begomer. Now here also, right? See the idea that the man became known to mordechai. So again, Hashem created a situation where Bigtan and Teresh got angry at uh, at the king in order to create the situation where uh, mordechai could save it. Okay, now. Along the lines of that story, uh, we'll get to the details. That Big Dan Tarish were both were two people from Tarsus. Uh, and they spoke that particular language. The Omrim, they said, They said, since this woman, meaning Esther, you know, uh, came to the king, we've never, we haven't slept. I guess they're constantly, you know, uh, needing things and Achajar's asking for things. Um, I think there's what I should say here, um, maybe even a little more explicitly. Uh, yeah, Rashi says, Rashi says that he, he loved her so much, or he, he wanted her so much, that he was constantly involved in uh, sexual relations, and he got very thirsty. So he kept demanding these guys, like, bring me more water, bring me more whatever, wine, or whatever it may be. And they were like, this is so irritating, like, this is so irritating. You know, and you see this good example of, like, you know, minor uh, inconveniences lead to major uh, uh, crimes. He says, uh, So he said, okay, like, it's really irritating that we have to work so hard, let's poison him and kill him. Wow, that's pretty, pretty extreme, but okay. Uh, they didn't know that Mordechai was somebody who sat in the Lishkat Gazit. Lishkat Gazit is the chamber of the hewn stone, meaning the Sanhedrin. That's where the Sanhedrin was. And all, like all members of the Sanhedrin, he knew all 70 languages. So he understood what they said. So Amar Lo, so they one said to the other, So how are we supposed to plot to do this? My watch and your watch are not the same. So what are we supposed to do? So then you know we're, we're not going to be able to coordinate to kill the king. So Amar Lo, Ani Eshmor Mishparti Umishparti Chas. He said, Okay, I'll cover my watch and your watch, and that way you'll be free to go poison the king. Behind the Dichtiv, by Bukasha Devar Vimate. Says the matter was uh, sought and it was found out. What do you mean? Shalom Nimseu Bimishpartan. They were not they were not found in their uh, like in their what's it called the uh, their shift or whatever it was, right? And therefore, it was that's how they found out the other because they realized that they were involved in something. He did, but only after his report. So after his report, they investigated. Right? They didn't just take his word for it. They investigated. So, oh, yeah, it's true. These guys were in fact not. Uh, the guy wasn't in his shift, and you see that it's possible that he actually did. Okay. Now, okay. Achar. That's another, another famous Gemara. Okay. Achar is very ma'ila. It says after these matters. Uh, so I guess Gemara uh, says here on this side it says my achar. What do you mean after? It means that after God made the rifuah, the healing, right, the medicine before the wound, okay, as a very famous idea. God will only strike in Israel unless uh, he will only do that if he makes them a rifuah, like a healing or, or a resolution uh, beforehand. Shnei says, Israel, right? When I heal in Israel, the sin of Ephraim will be revealed. Meaning that uh, before even reveal the sin, already planning the solution and the, the, the you know, to heal it up. About Umat Ha'olam in Okem, it's not true for the other nations. Makeotan ve'acharkach parelem refuah. So there, he's also going to heal them, but first he strikes them and then he makes a refuah. Shem Martha says when he got Hashem in Mitzrayim, now go ve'rafo. Okay, that he struck Mitzrayim, uh, a strike, and then also a healing. Okay, go. That's idea, but Hashem knew never. Fua before the Makkah, that's a nice uh, so he does concept. It, he does it for Bnei Israel and for... No, for Bnei Israel, just the Fua before the Makkah. Right. But Olam, in order, he strikes them, and then he'll, he'll help them out afterwards. Okay, this is about Haman. Haman seemed like uh, this, uh, sort of seemed this disgraceful in his eyes to uh, strike out to Mordechai alone. 
Amarabah, Rabbi says, well, not so fast. But Tchilah, but Mordechai Levado. The first, um, the first iteration was to strike out at Mordechai alone. Well, the Basov, Ba'am Mordechai. Then it was the nation of Mordechai, but it doesn't really mean nation here. It means Umani, who's that? Rabbanan. It means the rabbis. So sort of like his group, his Chevra. Well, the Basov, Pekol Yudim. And after that, all the Jews. So three stages. Him, his group, and then all the Jews. He peeled poor, Huhagoral, so he made a lottery. Tana, Tana's keva jenafal pur b'chodesh Adar. When the lottery fell out and b'chodesh Adar samach simchak dola, Haman was very, very happy. Amar and nafali pur biareach shemayt b'moshe. So he said, "Oh, this is great. This is an auspicious time because Adar is the time when Moshe Rabbeinu died. Moshe died. Well, I shouldn't say Rabbeinu because he wouldn't say Rabbeinu, but Moshe died in Adar in others. Died in Adar." So he said, "That's great. That's like obviously a bad time for the Jews." The lo haya yodea should be shiva be'adar mate. Be shiva adar no lad. He didn't realize no. For when it comes to Moshe Rabbeinu, he died on the seventh, but he also was born on the seventh of Adar, and therefore it's actually a good time for the Jews. Right? There are people who actually don't say Tachanan Zayin Adar because of the birthday of Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay. Yeshno Amachad, there's one nation, he says. Amarava leka de yada lishna bishta kehama. There's no one who knows like evil talk like Haman. Okay? So he says, it's like, a little like a rendition of how uh, the conversation went. Amarla, he says to him, Ta nechlinu. He says, let's destroy him. Amarla, so Achazor says back, Mistafina me'elohav, Telo lo'avi bi'ikad avik bi'kamai. So Achazor says, I'm afraid of their God, not to do to me what he did to my predecessors. Right? My predecessors didn't work out so well when they went up against God. So Amarla, Yashno yashnu minam mitzvot. It says here, the Bible says, Yashno amachad, there is, but we read it as Yashnu, that they slept. Meaning they've slept from mitzvah. Meaning don't worry, this is a, it's a perfect time to get them because God's going to be angry at them because they have been sleeping at the wheel of mitzvot. Amrlay, he said back to them, what do you mean? Itbu Rabbana, they have the rabbis, but they're righteous. Amrlay, Am Echadhem, they're one nation. Okay? Meaning that it doesn't make a difference if a few rabbis are observing the mitzvah. God views them as one big nation, and if they're overall not good, Hashem will punish them. Unless you say, says that will create a bald spot. Korcha means a bald spot in your kingdom. Meaning, if I wipe out the whole group, there's going to be like this whole area where there's going to be no, no one not living. And that's not very good. You don't want to have situations like that. Don't worry. Right? It said, uh, They're spread out. So don't worry. It's not going to have any effect at all. Maybe you'll say, well, we get benefit from them. The Jews are useful people to have in the kingdom. No, miforad. They are miforad. Now, miforad literally means like spread. But he's saying the word miforad, the plain words, like the word pered. A pered is a mule. He said, It's like this mule that doesn't bear fruit, meaning mules are, are sterile. So this is a nation that doesn't bear fruit. They're not, not contributors. Okay? Um, and if you'll say there's one Midina, like one province to say of them, uh, no, they're really in all the different Midinot of your uh, kingdom. One second. Um, one second. Right. Okay. Says their practices are different from every nation or every group. Oh, sorry. So uh, it says, oh, Minayu, sorry. He says that. Uh, no, 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 sorry. I, no, I messed it up. Sorry. Okay, I'm getting uh, long lines. Okay, he says, practice is different, meaning they don't eat from us because we keep kosher. They don't uh, marry from us, and we don't marry their kids off to us either. So they don't participate in our groups. They don't they used to totally separate themselves. They don't do follow the laws of the king. They always uh, go around with Shahi Pahi. What's Shahi Pahi? So Rashi says, 
where should I be in the Rashi? Oh yeah, good. Shabbat Hayom, Pesach Hayom. Meaning, what happens? The Jews are always making excuses why they don't go to work. They're always like, oh, it's Shabbos, I can't go to work. Oh, it's Pesach, I can't go to work. It's a modern problem too, right? The, the, the employers are like, oh, what's the day? Oh, Shavuos, what's Shavuos? What's Purim? Never heard of Purim. So you have to be careful. You have to know, like, let the boss know in advance. But the point is, right? That's uh, they don't uh, they do their own thing. It's not worth it for the king to leave them alone. Because they eat and they drink and they uh, disgrace the kingdom. How do you how, how so? If they have like a like a fly fall into their cup of wine, they just throw away the fly and they eat the cup. So disgusting, right? But they'll still eat it. They'll drink the cup anyways. But if God forbid my, my master the king would even touch their cup of wine, they just throw it on the floor on the floor. Right, because if we have the problem of us damyenam, we don't touch, we don't drink wine that's been touched by non-Jews. Now, this, if I'm not mistaken, this is what we call a halachic anachronism. Right, there is no halacha of that yet. They didn't have damyenam at the time of Achishverosh, but Chachamim certainly that was a concern they had when they're, uh, you know, when you had people and they, they had to deal with the non-Jews and certain. So that's an issue. Anyways, they bring it up here also. They know shutan, they won't drink it. So he says, uh, if it's good for the king, let's write a document that says to destroy them. And we'll have, I'll give you 10,000 uh, talents of silver. So here's a good line, uh, or piece It was known to Hashem that Haman would come and take Shkalim to uh, right of the of the Kesef against Israel. So that's why Hashem preceded their Shekel, meaning the Machatit Shekel to his Shekel. Behind the Dutan, what's the answer? Needs the Mishnah. This is the first of Adar we announce about collecting Machatit Shekel, also Kilaim. But really, the Machatit Shekel is the point here. The idea is, again, it's also like a refuel of Machat type of idea. Right, so they're like, we have this idea of Machatit Shekel, and that sort of like uh, um, creates like goodwill with Hashem that maybe prevents the uh, let's go the, the actions of Haman. But again, it's another good example of halachic anachronism, right? Because the Mishnah about uh, the Shkalim is, I mean, the Mishnah is after. Was it something they did earlier? Maybe something they did earlier too. It could be that they did it before. But anyhow, okay, one more one more piece here. It says, so the king says to Haman, the Kesef is given to you. You take it. You don't, I don't need your money. And do whatever you want with the people. So what's going on here? Why would he not take the money? So it says as follows. Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba said, What's the analogy uh, similar to? As two people. Okay, we'll do a few more lines, but it goes quick. One person had a little mound of dirt in his field. One person had a trench in his field. Okay, and neither one's good. You want to have a flat field. So, So, uh, person, the person on the trench says, Who will sell me like uh, a mound, meaning a mound of dirt, for money? And the mound guy is saying, Who will give me a trench to fill in the dirt? So, uh, for money. So eventually they came and paired up with each other, they found each other. So the guy who has the trench says to the guy with the mound, sell me your dirt. He says, take it for free. Right, Valavai. Uh, right, and like, it'd be great. Meaning, like it's, it's a perfect deal. And it, we both we both win. Right, it's a win-win. So there's no reason for us to to pay. Same thing, Achazverish. It's like you know, this is the one last line. Saying Achazverish was fully convinced, or he himself hated the Jews. So when finally Haman saying, "I'll pay you money to be able to kill the Jews," Achazverish like, "No, no, it's great. Mutual. You know, it's, it works out great for both of us. It's everything's uh, everything's really perfect." Okay, what's up there? Let's go.